This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, joins us on the Adam Gold Show. All right, let's get right to this, sir. Uh, we didn't. To, we, we don't have to talk about the Panthers because they played Thursday. So let's talk about whatever that was in Buffalo, which, like, I don't know if I I haven't seen a better game this year in the NFL. Uh, it was goofy. It was dumb. It was. Did that just happen? I where where, where do you want to? How does Buffalo blow a seventeen point late third third quarter lead to Minnesota? I mean, that game was so insane that John Breach, my colleague, and you know Breach, you have on uh, yeah. Bengals sometimes. Uh, he, wrote a, he wrote a story, the five craziest moments from the Buffalo uh, Minnesota game. Like, <laughs> and, and, like, and it was like totally justifiable to write the story because of all the insanity that happened. Like, uh, I think number five was everyone kind of forgot about it. It was like the 81 yard touchdown run by Dalvin Cook, which was breathtaking. Yeah was the longest run of his career, I believe, the longest run of the season for um, a Vikings player, and, and like just completely forgettable because of all the other stuff that happened in that game. Yeah, that and that was the touchdown that got them back, that, that gave them a chance, that got it to 10. It made it 27-17. Um, and then, first of all, Josh Allen looked pretty good for somebody who was hour to hour, right? Yeah. Well, so do we know, like, was did they shoot him up full of Toradol before the game? I mean, does he have a ligament problem in the, in his elbow? Because I, I can't. I we actually had Vic Carucci on, who used to write for NFL dot com, and then he was writing for the Buffalo News for a while. And yeah. we all, I mean, we both agreed that this game is meaningless next to whatever happens in January. So I guess he was okay. I guess we should just assume he's all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'll third that it is it is a meaningless game compared to whatever you know gets done in the postseason. I think the question then becomes like, you know, is could the Bills have sat him? Would rest help? Uh, is this a matter of he's just hurt and that's how it's going to be, and he just has to play through it? And they're hoping he can play as long as he can. Like, I think that those are the, that's sort of the, the 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 questions you know I would want to ask of, of the Buffalo coaching staff. Because, you know, you know, he didn't look as bad as maybe he he, – he didn't look horrendous for, for stretches for sure, but he also looked – I mean, the last ten, 10 quarters, you know, two game, two quarters against Green Bay, uh, the last game to this game, you know, really like not Josh Allen's best football. And it's right. clear that he's being affected by the injury. So I, I'd like to know if it's, a, if it's a, a situation where he could rest, they could have rested him, and if that would help – if that would benefit – um, you know, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. the sitting, the sitting and not throwing 45 times and not running around and not making tackles on interceptions. Jeez. Like, which, which reminded me of the, you know, the, a little bit of the Cam Newton shoulder thing, uh, from, you know, that Thursday night game against Pittsburgh a few years ago when he, uh, you know, when he really ended his Carolina career because yep. he tried to make a tackle on a pick six. But, um, like, it, it would rest have helped Josh Allen. And if, if so, why are they resting him? Um, and if not, then you know, if rest would have helped, then like, what is it like? Is this just a let's see how long he can play with this injury before we just call the dogs off? I mean, that's because that, that would change everything you think about Buffalo as well. It no, it changes everything about Buffalo. Just the idea that Josh Allen was going to miss some time. I think Josh Allen is as much his offense 
as Lamar Jackson is Baltimore's. More, more so more. than... Maybe more so than Patrick Mahomes is Kansas City's offense because it's still, you know, all those, I hate to use the term because I find it so funny, all those off-platform things that uh, Mahomes can do that they actually do practice so they're more, not scripted, but they're more things that they're used to doing uh, than people give credit because it does look so impromptu. Josh Allen is essentially Buffalo's, it's half of Buffalo's running game, and he's obviously their entire passing game. And I think Lamar Jackson is, in you know, to to a very large extent, very similar. Although I think Buffalo, uh, Baltimore rather, has a better pure run game than yeah. Buffalo does. I, look, I, I think I, I think too. Like you could say that even if even if you want to like drill it down a little bit more, like Josh Allen, maybe Lamar's responsible for a greater percentage of the yardage. For, for Baltimore, but I mean, as far as touchdowns go and points go, Josh Allen, I, the last time I saw it, I think it was something like 23 to 25 touchdowns where either Josh Allen either threw or ran because he is a red zone. He's a red zone rushing offense. Yes. You know I mean, like, <laughs> like, he's like Cam, he's Cam Newton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they, he is one of the greatest red zone threats we've ever seen. And when they get down close to the goal line, they run Josh Allen. And so I think, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, the Bills are touched without Josh. I mean, they're, they're, well, they are. They still have a very good defense, and do they? they? Have, you know, plenty, yeah, I think so. Okay, um, I'll take your yeah, word for it. I didn't see a very good defense at the end. Their pass defense that they did get to Cousins late, very late. They had a couple of sacks on the final drive that ended up forcing the field goal. Uh, but for the most part, Cousins had enough time to get the ball out. So they weren't really sending extra rushers. They had and Cousins had enough time, and there were still like I don't even understand how you leave Jefferson and Thielen. You have to make somebody else beat you, and Justin <laughs> Jefferson made every big catch that there was to make. Um, have you ever seen a better catch than that? Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Taruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Mm, um, I mean, I, I mean, like the helmet catch. I mean, it's easily the best catch of the year, duh. Um, it's, it's it is up there. I mean, I asked the same question on the podcast last night, and like I didn't know the answer. Like how, like where does that rank in terms of all time catches? And it, it is hard with it being a regular season game to give it you know uh-huh. like that, that. But it's like it's like Odell Beckham's catch uh, against the uh, against the Cowboys in that primetime game. You know, the the, the, the one handed catch. catch. Right, except you add in a defender who's got his hands on the ball. Two hands versus one hand. <laughs> yeah. I don't even understand I, that. It, the physics <laughs> do not make any sense. I mean, like, like it, it was such a great catch. Like, th- like this is this is how I you know I always think it. Um, you know, like, like, like how big is this NFL story? It's like, well, it's like is, is it is it big enough that CNN covers it? You know, it's like that's how you know like the big like, it's like <laughs> this catch. Like, how great was this catch? Like, did my dad text me about it? Yes. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, 
you know, like you, you like you get a text from like you know, you, like, we were actually had at Y guys during the um, during that game, so I was watching on my phone, um, and it was like like I had people walking past me, like hey, like you, you see the Jefferson thing, you know, like like it was, but like, it was like that, like you know, it resonated with everyone. It was very clear how huge it was, like how big a catch it was, and just how insanely athletic and, and impossible to pull off it was, and um, so I think. Yeah, I don't know where it ranks, but it's really high up there. I mean, I, I've never seen a better catch. I'm remembering that the helmet catch, David Tyree, the Odell Beckham Jr., uh, you know, almost behind him, one-handed catch. Um, this was the only one that was severely under duress where there's really no I, – I think he has, super, he has spidey strength. That's all I can think about uh, Justin Jefferson is that he was bitten by the same spider that bit Peter Parker – uh, on that field trip. That's all I could come up with. Um, did yesterday change your opinion of the Vikings? No. Um, I, I, they're down 7-0 and in one-score games this year. That is right. really unsustainable. Yeah. Um, yeah, people, I think people in the chat last night were talking about, yeah, I mentioned this, in the, in the YouTube chat, we got a lot, youtube.com slash pick six, the, the, the video show you're referencing. Um I think it was a beast mode hat that Wilson was wearing, but I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> and uh, people were like, what, what do you mean? maybe it's maybe it's sustainable because they're clutch. I'm like, no, that's not that's not how that works. Like, to go seven zero in one score games, you have to be extremely lucky. Now, granted, they went six and eight last year, which is insane to think that they were involved in fourteen or seventeen one score games. Um, I think it's a, I think they're I think they're a really good team. Yeah, I think they have. Um, a, a really high ceiling on offense because of Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and even Kirk Cousins who yep. probably gets you know is is gets, gets unfairly treated um, and you know, has an unfair reputation. But at the same time, like if, if they're playing if they're playing like a primetime playoff game, do I trust Kirk Cousins? To deliver? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. And then defensively, you know they have I think they just have they, they have some issues where you can just you can you, you know you can score on them. Um, you know, if you have a quality offense, so nothing nothing has changed about my opinion of them. I think they're still easily going to win that division, um, probably by Thanksgiving, yeah. and they're going to be a problem in the playoffs. But you know, I, I don't know. This, it's just it's just like hard to trust them, just because the, the every game is like comes down to the wire. It's, except this year versus last year, they actually uh, execute and win those games. If Dalvin Cook is healthy, I think it it it. I think it changes the Kirk Cousins formula if Dalvin Cook is healthy because they can lean on him in those games. Uh, And in the playoffs, there's only only a couple of primetime games. Maybe Minnesota (laughs) will not get a primetime game in the playoffs. All right. Mike McCarthy is being roasted for uh, going for it on fourth and three rather than kick a long field goal in overtime. Uh, aren't there other reasons to roast Mike McCarthy uh, for? Because I don't have a problem with that. He's always been accused of not being, you know, aggressive, being too conservative. I think that that was an acceptable decision. Uh, but are there other things to roast Mike McCarthy for? Having watching Dallas blow a fourteen point lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a problem. Like, I thought, you know, he was really aggressive on fourth downs, um, and, and, and Matt LaFleur was not. It was interesting to see because, you know, Aaron Rodgers started, you know, screaming at LaFleur um, after, you know, after they decided to, to punt one. It, it had to be frustrating for Rodgers to watch his old coach, 
who never went for it on fourth down leaves <laughs> of Green Bay, come back to Green Bay with the Cowboys coach and be super aggressive on the, in these fourth down spots, including that overtime situation. I mean, the thing is, like, if you kick that, if you kick that field goal in Green Bay, you know, and, and miss, which is not unusual, in, no. you know, in freaking November in, at Lambeau Field, um, you know, it's, it's, it's cold, uh, there's wind, you, know, you never know what's going to happen. You're, you're basically handing Mason Crosby and Aaron Rodgers the game. So I, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was aggressive. I thought it was, I was surprised by it, but I don't have a problem with going for it. You're trying to win the game, you know? And, and um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, yeah, blowing that lead is, is really, really bad. But uh, I, I don't think it happened because of the fourth quarter. Or, I mean, the fourth, excuse me, the fourth down decision making. Maybe, maybe against a team that has been generous against the run. You don't throw it mm. twice as much as you run it. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I, I would. Yeah, I don't know. Tony, Tony Pollard was only awesome, <laughs> right? And, like, and the other guy, I know that he didn't have Zeke, but the other guy wasn't bad either. Yeah, no, I mean, like Tony Pollard's better than Zeke, um, and you know, it's it's because he and people are like, oh, he wears down too quick. It's like, well, he ran for six point five yards per carry. You know, like after his 30th cut of the, of the game. So uh, that's probably not true at all, or after his 30th snap or whatever it was. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he is a like – a, yeah, that, that was – they needed to lean on the ground game, pound the ball, and, you know, force Aaron Rodgers into situations where, you know, you're down multiple scores with less time than, than what he had left. It's just – look, good for Green Bay. I mean – I don't think Green Bay is going to make the playoffs, but because I think they they dug themselves way too big a hole, four and six, uh, they'd have to almost have to come pretty close. I think they could probably I think lose like one more game one to close out or something like that yeah. if they if they want to win, which is you know R E L A X man. I mean, it's that sort of you know backs up against the wall situation. I don't think it would be that crazy for them to make the playoffs, but it is definitely, I mean, a, a pretty big, it's, it's, a, it's a long shot for sure, but the way that the NFC is set up, you know, you, you, you have to have some, you know, one of these teams, you have to have some of these NFC East teams start losing, for crying out loud. Um, you know, we always had all four NFC East and all four AFC East teams in the playoffs uh, as, <laughs> as of this morning, which would have been mind-bending. All right, is, is Tua... Maybe not the favorite, but the second choice right now in the MVP race? He's, he's definitely, I mean, he's up there. I think it's. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Probably Jalen Hurts and Mahomes ahead of Tua, but then Tua, you know, nipping at the heels. He was um, last week uh, after 
the Dolphins game. On Sunday night, he was 20 to 1. Woke up on Monday morning, he was 15 to 1. I'm guessing right now he's probably somewhere around 10 to, you know, 10 to 12 to 1. Maybe, maybe even lower than season. I haven't looked this morning. But the other guy, too, that I think I would at least consider um, is Tyree Kill. You know, if, if you were making a bet on it, because he, you know, he was a hundred to one last week, and I, I know, I know, receivers probably not going to win MVP, but right. if he has, has, if he has some monster, you know, a couple monster games to close out the season, they win the division. Um, it, again, it probably goes to Tua, but the way, just like you can make the case for Tyree Kill, uh, and remember, Tua missed several games, right, or missed at least uh, one. I mean, he's missed time. So, like, if it, if Tyree Hill ends up setting records, he'll probably win Offensive Player of the Year instead. But, you know, it just just worth considering the idea that, you know, Tyree Hill, but people will say, oh, well, you know, the Dolphins don't do this without adding Tyree Hill. Maybe he is that valuable. Will Brinson is with us here on a Monday, as always, as we talk NFL. This is week what it, whatever week it was, week nine, 10, 11, sure. I'm not even <laughs> sure. Uh, all right, so in the same game, I have a question about the two head coaches. The first is... Good for Jeff Saturday. Uh, we're, uh, we, I know you were surprised because I remember last Monday you going, you're never going to believe who they named as the interim coach. As it turns out, and I'm not saying this is going to work out or not, I am a believer in leadership is way more important than X's and O's for a head coach in any sport. How, how do you inspire the people below you? To me, is the most important thing. Could Saturday work out? I think I agree with you there. Leadership is enormous for the head coach in these spots, um, and particularly in that first game, right? Because you're you're stepping into this situation. This team has fired their head coach. They've benched their quarterback. Um, you know, you, you, probably unnecessarily too. By the way, you have three, three, and one. Like, let's settle down, Jim Irsay. Um <laughs> Saturday comes in and hypes everybody up and gives you, you know, gives these speeches. And everybody comes and plays well for him. And he, you know, he, by the way, Ursa obviously gave him carte blanche to do whatever he wants because he was allowed to unbench Matt Ryan, who'd been benched for the entire season, bring him back out and start him, even though, you know, Ursa, um, you know, pretty adamantly said he was going to be done for the year and play Sam Ellinger. And you, you get, you're going up against the Raiders, who are just a bad football team with no defense. Um, and a coach who is absolutely under under heavy scrutiny right now yeah. uh, by the ownership group in, in Las Vegas. So, yeah, I, I think the Saturday thing could work out in the sense that he – but, like, I do I do still agree with the take. Uh, it was Bill Cower on Sunday morning and then, um, you know, Joe Thomas earlier in the week where it's like it is patently unfair that Jeff Saturday just gets to skip to the front of the line because Jim Irsay has – you know, like, like thinks he's awesome and wants to put him in the ring of honor. You know what I mean? Like it's like, as, as Coward pointed out, you know, he turned down multiple opportunities to be on that coaching staff. Um, but when he was talking given the opportunity to be the head coach, he's like, actually, you know what? Screw my family. And I have tons of time. Like, let's go. You know, it, it, it is, I, I don't know. It's just, it is a little kind of gross. You know, if you're someone who you know, is in that, you know, in, you know, if I were if I were an assistant coach on the on the on the Colts, I'd be like, really, like, all right, that's cool. But I but I showed up for the entire season. Well, uh, see, that bothers me coming from from a former coach. That that is just uh, that is circling the wagons and caping up for your profession, which I understand. Um, but ultimately, it has to be what is best for the franchise. I don't know if it's going to work out or sure. not. You know, my bigger issue with uh, with this with that hire. Isn't that Jeff Saturday jumped to the front of the line? My bigger issue is that 
it's only somebody that looks like Jeff Saturday that would be allowed to jump to the front of the line. Um, but I, uh, like Ryan, Ryan Wilson said uh, earlier this week, he's like, he's like, do you think Jerome Saturday is jumping to the front of the line? <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, that's hysterical. I had, I had never thought. <laughs> I was like, um, no. All right. <laughs> so, but I, but I don't really. I don't think it. I don't think the ex, head coaching experience is that big of a deal if you are smart enough to let your assistants coach and game plan. Like Jeff knows football. Does anybody not know that Jeff knows football? Is is right. that the problem? And, and look, and the bottom line is, you know, you talk about let your assistants coach. It's like the best, you know, the best coaches. In, in football and really in any sport are guys who you want to have you want to know your X's and O's, but you're right. Saturday, of course, Saturday is football. You played in he's been to the playoffs. He's been in 14 seasons in the NFL. What I think won a Super Bowl, right? And, yes. Uh, and, and 12 years, um, 12 different years going to the playoffs. And he you know, he pointed that out. He's like, look, I know the game, man. Um, and but like the best, uh, this applies to business too. But like the best CEOs, the best coaches. Bring put people in place who can do their job well, and then delegate as much as possible. You don't try to do everything. If you're a head coach who is insistent on doing everything, on having your hand in you know, every like in every you know like being involved in every little aspect of uh, like every process, you're just going to have too much going on, and you're going to not you're going to lose a lot in, in terms of efficiency and how you handle games and and, and 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 that stuff. Like it's you just can't do everything. No one can. Look. I just don't think it's that horrible a decision. And if Jeff Saturday can inspire them, and it does appear that Saturday hit all the right notes, not just with the win, but leading up to the win, and maybe it led up to the win. I don't know. The other part of that, and we don't have time to get into it, is that, uh, I don't know, I'm just eating popcorn washing Josh McDaniels' first year. So uh, it's just... By, by the way, my, but it definitely helps that he got to play the Raiders his first game, too. Let's see it how does, it does it, against it, a real football team. It doesn't hurt. Will Brinson, man, I'll talk to you later. I appreciate your time. All right, sounds good, man. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.